Oh, that's loud. Um, how was your meal? We kind of missed it. We were, we were practicing, so we'll get ours later. Um, I brought my family, and I'm delighted to share with you tonight some things in music, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, I don't get as many chances to play uh, as I used to. I'm doing a lot of mission work in the Dominican, and uh, so it's, it's a real pleasure. And so thank you for having me. Thanks for coming out tonight. I want to start with a song that you'll know real well, but uh, I want to take you in your mind to your best Christmas memory. Can you, can you go there in your mind? Do you have one? Maybe, maybe for you, they're all wrapped into one sort of thing, but... If you have one, I want you to go there. For me, I'm nine or ten years old, and uh, and we, it's Christmas Day. We've opened all the presents. We've visited with family. We've eaten, and it's kind of bedtime. And we were allowed to sleep under the tree. And uh, for the you know we, th- this was a big deal. So I just remember it's you know eleven o'clock at night, and I'm laying under the tree, and there's just two lights, the Christmas lights, and there's this little glow in the kitchen from a kitchen light. And for that moment, everything in my life was perfect. That's something that is so rare, isn't it? And so I want you to go there. Whatever that great memory is from Christmas, go there as we, as we begin our program tonight.
Did you go a good place in your mind? I hope so. <clears throat> this next song is a medley of uh, We Three Kings and a song called Song of the Wise Men. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question. How do you form your view, your opinion of the Christmas story or of Christ? Is it by what you think, what it says on the TV? How do you know what's true? Well, from my perspective, what I've learned is what's true is from God's word. And so you have a manger scene, right? Everybody have a manger scene? Is it out? Okay. So three key people in my manger scene are the wise men, right? And when I was little, we always played with the wise men. They were, they were cool. But according to the Bible, they probably weren't there. They didn't come till later, maybe a year, year and a half later. What's the big deal? Not, not much really for our Christmas celebration, but what can happen is when we move from biblical truth to tradition or what we think we believe, sometimes we can miss what the message is, what God is really saying. So I want us to think about that as we talk about what value the Bible has in God's word and in this sea of America where, you know, it's kind of hard to find truth. Can you count on God's word? Can you believe in it? For me, yes. I believe it's true. <clears throat> and it's where I found truth in my life. I believe it's the only truth that's absolutely, completely true is God's word. So I want to play this song for you. It's kind of a fun song. My wife describes it as camel riding music.
Can't you just picture those guys on camels, you know? Kind of get that rhythm going. <clears throat> I'm going to ask uh, the band to come up. The band is uh, my children, and I'm very, very proud of them. We have seven children. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to introduce them. Um, the, uh, the rock is Ruthie. Ruthie just turned 21, so she's old enough pretty much to do anything now. I don't know what all that means. How did she get that old? But I'm really proud of Ruthie. She's a sophomore at Waynesburg studying nursing. This is Phoebe. She's 18. She's old enough to vote, and that's it. And so she's a, she's a great singer and flautist. Peter has just turned 16, and uh, he's old enough to drive. So pray for us, okay? And uh, he's been playing a bass a while, and uh, that was my instrument uh, in addition to the sax, so I'm real, real proud of him. And uh, this guy over here is 11. And if there was ever the right instrument for a person, the drums are for Samuel. So I'm just really thrilled to have them. Um, you've had a big meal, so we want to stand up and sing. Are we going to sing? No. Yeah, we're going to sing. Uh, we're going to sing a couple of Christmas songs tonight, so that'll just keep us up and down and, uh, and uh, keep, keep things going for you. So let's stand together and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Now, this song, I don't know if you listen to Wish or some of the radio stations. You can stand up. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, you know, they took all the songs out about Jesus. I don't know if you noticed that. I'm not sure I can figure out why, but I guess, you know, they wanted to do that. So there's, how many times can you sing Rocket Around the Christmas Tree? I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of all that. But there's some great, great hymns, and this is one. This hymn has a doctorate in theology. This hymn was written by Charles Wesley, and if there was ever a Christmas hymn that tells us all about Christ and who he is, look at some of these words, they're deep. And let's sing together, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Nice and loud. Hark the herald angels sing. Sorry. Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy.
sorry. Here we go. Hail the heavenward prince of peace. Hail the son of singing. Give yourselves a round of applause. You can be seated. I thought, we didn't put the words in, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I remember the words, and then I realized there's a screen back there, and then I got lost in the snow coming down. I'm like, I, I must be ADD, I don't know. We're going to do a song from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. One of my favorites in, uh, the kids don't get it, you know, that when I was growing up, there was no video. So, you know, it was on Tuesday at 8 o'clock or whatever, and you either saw it or you didn't. So we made sure we saw it. But the story of Charlie Brown's Christmas is really uh, so beautifully written by Charles Schultz as Charlie Brown is trying to figure out amidst all this craziness, what in the world is this all about? And then, you know, if you remember the scene, he says, can't anybody tell me what Christmas is about? And Linus, you know, with his insecurity and his blanket and, you know, not, not the confident guy, stands up on stage and says, sure, I can tell you. For unto us is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And Charlie Brown, if you watch the show sometime, you'll see there's a change in him because he realizes that he was missing the story, the message of Christmas. Don't miss it, okay? This is uh, O Tannenbaum.
to dismiss everybody but Phoebe, and we're going to play a song um, called Jesu Bambino. I got too much going on up here. Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful song with the chorus, O come, let us adore him. You know, when God sent Jesus to us, what was he, what was he expecting? What did he want? What was his desire? I'm convinced that he would desire that we would love him and adore him for the... He was the most beautiful person, the most righteous person, the greatest person that ever lived. He was God incarnate. So this evening, we, we want to worship Christ. And uh, as this song says, Oh, come, let us adore him.
Next song I want to do uh, <clears throat> is, again, another uh, great song that speaks of Christ, and it's called, O Holy Night. Why was the night holy? Is it because of the star or the angels? Yeah. But really what was holy about that night was for the first time in human history, holiness dwelt in a person for the first time. And this hymn says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. You know, I talk openly about Christ, but it wasn't always that way for me. I wasn't a lover or worshiper of Christ, and I'll tell you more about that later. But we're stuck until he appeared and this beautiful holiness of Christ came and we saw him and touched him and watched what life was supposed to be like as a human being. And then that holy person would die in our place. What a great story. What a great truth. What an unbelievable thing. Almost too good to be true. This night that God would send in the form of this little baby, the first truly holy person, perfect and spotless like a lamb, and then that lamb would be sacrificed for our sins.
have to transition out of that, you know, in my own heart, in my mind. I want to play a Kenny G song from uh, his Christmas album a while ago, uh, Away in a Manger. And, you know, we I saw some pictures of the manger scene, and you and I have one. And, you know, it's like a Hallmark manger scene. It's all cleaned up and nice. But I have seven children, and I've been there when they were all born, and it's messy. <laughs> <sighs> It's messy. And thank the Lord for a good hospital and clean sheets and everything so you know they get all that taken care of and they give you that nice clean baby. And then there's that stable. And uh, we got a couple of horses for the girls several years ago and built a barn and I began to realize that a manger is a messy thing too. I mean, it's messy. Here's this messy birth in a messy stable. Why would God do that? Well, I'm convinced that God stepped into the mess of life. Let me get personal with you. God stepped into my mess of my life. You know, I told you it was 9 or 10 and everything was great. By about 15 or 16... I started to make some very bad choices in my life. And I thought I was so cool. By the time I was 23, I had ruined my life. And I just had to keep getting more drugs or more alcohol or more immorality. And it was like a tire with a hole in it. I was singing songs from ACDC, Highway to Hell, you know going down party time my friends are going to be there right and God stepped into that mess for me someone loved me enough to say son you know where you stand with God and I'd been to church and I'm like oh, yeah I think I'm alright I mean I never killed anybody oh did you lie um, yeah did you steal yeah did you covet yeah were you immoral? Yeah. I guess the only thing I didn't do was a murder. And then I realized that the way Jesus defined murder, I had done that too. I began to realize that I was a mess. But this person didn't leave me there. He loved me enough to say, do you understand what Jesus did? He stepped into the mess of life and lived perfectly and then became the sacrifice in the most messy, horrible death anyone could take. And if you'll realize that and you'll let him exchange his good life for your mess, he'll change it. And I remember I was in my bedroom, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about all this Jesus stuff, you know. I don't know what that's going to mean, what my friends think. But I knew because God was working in my heart it's just this is the way God does. He begins working in our heart. He takes us to circumstances and things and opens our eyes and we begin to understand we're not okay. And I said, well, Jesus, I don't even know if you're real, but if this is true and you can change my life, boy, I, I sure could use that. 
And it was a mystery. I can't explain it. I don't understand how the Spirit of God works. But the next morning, I was a new person. I, I was losing the desire for the things that I couldn't stop doing. I began to think differently. And the reality was God came and changed my life. I bet a few of you have a bit of mess in your life. Matter of fact, when we start looking at it honestly, we're like the Hallmark manger scene, you know, we paint it over pretty good, but we start getting deep into our lives. There's a lot of mess, isn't there? And a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness. And the reality is that God says, yeah, that's your condition and that's why I sent Christ because I love you. And I want to change that. And if you'll trust me, if you'll allow me to exchange my goodness for all of your mess, I will do that. So for me, Christmas was never the same after that. Because all that stuff of Christmas, while it was great, I never really understood the real gift. And I began to see God change my life. And, you know, after that, the, the woman that I... Um, had such a broken relationship with is now my wife of 29 years seven children and those are just a few of the great things that God did for someone who deserved who was singing about hell and really happy about it as I play this song I'd like to just see if maybe God isn't showing you and helping you to see the mess of your life and the lives around you and realize that God loved us so much that he didn't want to leave us in that mess and he became a mess for us in the manger and on the cross.
Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask the band to come up again. We're going to sing a song, Joy to the World. You know, one of the marks of a real Christian should be joy. Right? Sometimes I think we forget that. You know, if we get called, we get called the frozen chosen sometimes, you know. And all, you know, I don't want to do anything wrong. You know, when God sets us free, like David, we, we should be able to express and dance and be so happy and joyful. Why? Because as my one friend who's a great evangelist, he'll go in the supermarket, you know, and he'll be checking out, and uh, the cashier will say, how are you doing today? And he'll say, I'm great. Oh, really? Yeah. My sins are forgiven. I'm going to heaven. I got the greatest life in the world. And the cashier will look at him like, Really? Wow. But that's the message, isn't it? I mean, isn't that the gospel? That, you know, I stand here, my sins are forgiven, and I'm going to heaven. And nobody can change that. Man, if that isn't good news. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Any of you know that? <laughs> and, and I want to just say to us as Christians, for the Christians here, the truth is sometimes we lose our joy, don't we? And a lot of it is because, you know, in my life, at the beginning, you know, when God rescued me, I had nothing to prove. I was a messed up, broken bum. And so, man, I was free. And then the worst thing happened is I got respectable. I got a job and then I, you know, kind of had to keep up this righteous life. And then I realized, you know, I'm not so good at that. And I didn't understand that, you know, God was going to take care of that. I didn't have to be on the, the rat wheel of trying to do good. I just need to let him take care of that. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to encourage us. If you're a believer, you know, don't forget about joy. If you're on the treadmill of trying to keep laws or keep rules or whatever that is, you know, go back to the gospel and remember that Jesus took care of it. Let's have some joy. Stand together and let's sing joy to the world. I think we have four. And it's okay to smile in church. I'm telling you. Oh, do you want to start now? Oh. They get so mad at me because I just get talking and then they want to start, you know. Ready? Here we go. Joy to the world. the world.
can only see a couple of you, but good, there's pretty good singing out there. We have, we have some way to go. I'm just telling you, okay? We've got to get that joyometer up a little bit, you know? We should do that like at Three Rivers, you know, when they cheer. The Three Rivers. What am I thinking? Three Rivers. Okay, I'm current. You can sit down. Heinz Field. I've actually been there. <clears throat> This next song is a jazz piece, a medley of my favorite things and what child is this. And I want to share something that Jesus asked Peter. It says, after the crowds were following him, he had gained a lot of reputation. And there was a buzz, right, about who Jesus was. Kind of like if you Google who is Jesus, you ever do that? You can get a lot of different, you know... And he says to Peter, who do people say that I am? Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah. Do the same thing. Get on there and check it out. People believe some very interesting things about Jesus. And not all of them can be true, by the way. I had a lot of beliefs about Jesus before I knew him. (laughs) And I would say, well, Jesus wouldn't say that, or he wouldn't think that. And I was just making up my own Jesus. You can't do that, by the way. Okay. That doesn't work out too good. But then Jesus looks at Peter and says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus says, that wasn't revealed to you by man, but by my Father. And God opens our eyes to, at some point, realize he really is the Son of God. He really is the one that they prophesied about. He really is the only way to heaven. And I want to ask you this question in your own heart. If Jesus stood here and and asked you, but who do you say that I am? How would you answer? And it'd be okay to say, I don't know. That's that's where I was. I don't know who you are. I'm hearing this stuff, which sounds too good to be true. But man, if it could be true. But God has to open your heart. And maybe for some of you tonight, God is saying that, you know. That's this mystery of the spirit that um, you feel like, man, I feel like God's talking to me. I don't know if you've ever had that happen. But, you know, you'll be in a service or, and you feel like the preacher's talking right at me. And that's the work of God's spirit. What child is this? Is this just some baby? It's just like the Muslims believe. They, they believe in Jesus, but don't believe he was actually crucified. Or like the Jews who still think, well, eh, he was a little off. We're still waiting for the Messiah. Or the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or the Buddhists. Most people have a strong opinion about Jesus, but what will be sufficient? Will it be like the Doobie Brothers? I used to sing, Jesus is just all right with me. You know that song? How many, how many Doobie Brothers people? There's some old people here. Come on. Some of you guys are retro enough to have that. Jesus is just all right with me isn't going to cut it. It isn't. And I want to be real honest with you because the best thing to have ever happened to me was my musician friend was honest with me about my sin, about the truth of God, because honesty allows us to make right choices. And as much as there's a God, there's a devil And you know what his business is? Lying. But God would never lie to us. Who do you say that Jesus is? 
I'd like you to consider that tonight. Hey, uh, how about these kids, huh? Can you just... Uh... You know, I just... There must be a Christ and a Redeemer for a mess like me to have children like this. There's no answer. 
It's not because I did great parenting or because it's just the grace of God that comes through Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to that grace. We're going to do one more song. And God gives us a choice as people. He's not, he doesn't make us robots. And so then the, the crazy thing is, you know, for so long in my life, I chose darkness. Partly because I believed lies. Partly because I just, I was dumb. <laughs> but God opened my eyes to this freedom of choice of a life that is better and greater than you've ever known. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, right? Oh, peace. How many of us tonight are longing for some peace? You know, this was the thing in my life. I continued to try to fill this emptiness and I had no peace. And then I realized I'm an enemy of God. That's not good. And no peace in my home. And Jesus said this in John. As he was getting ready to leave the disciples, he said, Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. This is not some yoga technique. This is not some high that's temporary. This is a reality of a deep peace that, you know what, I tasted at nine. I tasted it. Someone once said, the best of life is the worst of heaven. And the worst of life is the best of hell. And what we taste of the goodness of God, he offers so much more. How many of you have seen the movie Field of Dreams? One of my favorites. I can't believe it's like 20 or 25 years old now. But James Earl Jones, if you remember in the story, they build this field and this, this voice keeps saying, if you build it, they will come, you know. And James Earl Jones gets out there and he's sitting on the bench and he goes, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. They'll plop down $20, not even think about it. And he says this word, because it's money they have and peace they lack. If that's not a statement of our lives, I don't know what it is. It's money we have. We've got nice homes and nice cars and no peace. I want to offer you that peace, not because I can give it, but because I know the one who can. And I don't know why you're here. Maybe you come to this church. Maybe you've been coming to this church and you don't have peace. No offense, Pastor. Because I went to church all my young life. And was blind. Maybe you've been invited here. And maybe the reason you're here is God saying to you, listen, I have something for you that you have been longing for. And I gave my son. I sent Jesus. This story of Christmas is not just something to celebrate. And so as we play this last song, I want you to ask this in your own heart before God. This is between you and God. Am I at peace? If I die tonight, tomorrow, do I know what is going to become of me? Do I have peace in my home? Do I rest in the fact that even though I really mess up, and boy, I, yesterday I messed up so bad. But 
But because of Christ, I have peace that He's not going to take that away because He took care of all my sins, all my failures. And I want to offer you that. And so we're going to play this song called Night of Silence. It's a little medley and we're going to sing Silent Night. And I'm going to ask you to do something that's just between you and God. I don't need to know. Nobody needs to know. Because if you say this to God, which is simply a yes, God hears it. And He's the only one that needs to. This is my story in my bedroom. Yes, God, I, I, I know that I need something. And I think it's you. If you say yes to Him, He will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest of your... You don't have to clean yourself up. So many of us think, I've got to clean myself up to go to God. How clean can you get? You know, 90, ivory soap is 99%, 99.9% pure. That's not clean enough. It's not clean enough. But if you'll give your life to Christ, He will take care of the rest. So I want to just invite you to do that. In the honesty of your heart, be very honest between you and God. Say yes to God tonight. It's an invitation. It's just a heart thing.
God's moving in your heart, just respond. Say, yes, Lord. You can sing Silent Night, but you can say yes in your heart. It's a great invitation for the best life, the one He intended for us. tell you my experience if you said that would you tell someone tell another Christian if you don't know another Christian tell the pastor tell me there's a card at your uh, uh, on your uh, at your seats and you could write it down there and here's the reason why the word says when you're a Christian you are a brand new baby the day you receive Christ and babies don't do very well on their own and you're going to need some help in this life. I didn't have that my first year. And you didn't need that. But the other thing that I, I told you that the devil is a liar, right? And if you said yes to God tonight, I promise you tomorrow you're going to wake up and he's going to say, Ah, that was just an emotional thing. That was just some music and some people and you were kind of, you know. And don't let that happen. Because if you meant it, God heard and by telling someone, you affirm that in your heart. So I would encourage you before you leave tonight, if you said yes to God, tell someone. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm sure the pastors here would be happy to talk to you or maybe someone who invited you. Let's finish. We're going to sing this uh, together. Uh, we're just going to sing it a cappella. You guys want to sing with me? Son of God, love. 
Father, I'm so very grateful for the life that you gave me in Christ. I'm so very grateful for the message of hope that we have at Christmas. And I pray that every person here tonight would know the invitation and have found peace with you. And I pray that if some folks were on the fence tonight wrestling with that, that you just wouldn't let them sleep. (laughs) That you would just uh, give them that emptiness until they say yes to you out of your love. Father, would you dismiss us with your blessing and for especially those who are uh, new in Christ, I pray you'd protect them and watch over them and bless them. Give them the boldness to tell someone tonight. Would you bless us, everyone, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a just an announcement before we leave. Thank you, Kim. That was one of the absolute best. Thank you. Thank you. That was right on target, wasn't it? Exactly from the Bible. What a message. Thanks, Kim. Uh, Right in the seat in front of you, there's a little card. If you accepted Christ tonight as your Savior, if you put your name on that card and your address and check it there, we'll send you the Gospel of John, written in a contemporary way that you can understand it. We'll put it in the mail. We won't follow up in any other way. We'll just send you this Gospel of John. You'll really enjoy it. Just fill that card out. Leave it in the same place you found it. Um, Kim has some CDs in the back. Kim, why don't you hustle back there? Uh, and I'm going to send one of my other million kids back. Okay, send some of <laughs> the rest of your family back there. He has some CDs that'd be a good Christmas gift for some. What, what a terrific uh, musician! In addition to Christian speaker, uh, they'll be in the back. Uh, let me invite you to our Christmas Eve services up here on the hill. Three o'clock. We we started that last year. It was really tremendous. People like to come three o'clock in the afternoon to a Christmas Eve service. Three o'clock and five o'clock. Join us for Christmas Eve. Right now we. Uh, have our series going on for the weekend. It's called Home for Christmas. If you don't have a church home, come up here and check us out. Bring the kids. We have a great youth program uh, for all the kids. And there's a couple other events coming up right around the corner next weekend, Thursday and Friday. Uh, We're advertising it as the coolest party this side of the North Pole. These tickets are free. uh, And uh, this is for Parents, little kids, parents, medium-sized kids, come and bring the whole family. It's going to be a fun time. Comedy. Uh, and after the whole thing is over, we're going to invite everybody back over to the gymnasium to get, have a free desserts. So the tickets are available. You've got to have a ticket, though. They're back there at the information desk. So if you'd like to come to any one of those Thursday or Friday night, uh, get some tickets for that. Okay, I think we've covered everything. 
Uh, be careful leaving the parking lot tonight. Be courteous. Go slow, especially pulling out on Route 88 down there. Thanks for coming tonight. God bless you. You're dismissed.